This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You're live with the App Show. Mike Hagerbo here. I've got some uh, app nerds with me today. I've got Graham Williams and John Beeler. Uh, we have an interesting show. I'm going to be talking about uh, my trip down to San Francisco, where we got to get our hands on the new Samsung phones that they've just launched. Ooh. Amazing cameras in these new ones. Uh, it's their S20 line, and the cameras are going to blow you away. But at what cost? <laughs> it's it, I'm finding it interesting, guys, because these phones, I mean, they are amazing. The, the technology is amazing, but the price, the price for a, you know, a new flagship phone is just gone through the stratosphere now. Well, I think, you know, the idea that we used to replace our phones every two years, it kind of made sense that you had a three, four hundred dollar phone. If we're stepping up into the $900, $1,500, range, I kind of want my phone to last longer than that. I don't actually need but a new one every two years. It, it, it doesn't, though. Come on. Okay. okay. I know you. Yes. I know you, Grant. Yes. You love phones. Yep. And so you're, you're going to spend, on the latest iPhone, for example, $1,500. Yep. Next year, when they come out with the iPhone 50, whatever, whatever yep. You're going to get that one too. So here's the thing though, is I've always <laughs> bought my phones outright. Yes. Right? So I do, I paid the $1,500. Now I sold my two iPhone 10s when I got my iPhone 11 Pros. Do you know how much I sold them for? Uh, I want to hear that and then I want to know why you have two of them, but <laughs> <laughs> how much did you sell? Uh, $700 each. Okay. So, so you got almost half your money back. So realistically speaking, these were $800, you know, for these phones each over the course of two years. It runs about $1.10 a day for a device that I pretty much live on. That's my justification too, is that these devices are arguably used way more than your laptop. Yeah. Because you use them everywhere. They're always attached to us. Um, and they need to perform. They kick, get kicked down a flight of stairs. You know, my cat steps on it. I, absolutely. So, like, while the price is up there, you could do a couple of things. You could keep your phone for longer, which I think a lot of people do. I just replaced my parents' iPhone SEs with some iPhone 11s, and they are ecstatic about it. And they've had those things for four, four and a half years. So, you know, the, the price is up there. But the question is, then, can we, as consumers, exercise, this is the word here, self-control and not buy a new phone every year? Let's look at some of the uh, other app news <laughs> or the uh, the mobile world news. Do you remember the Essential phone? Yes. Yes. So this was a company started by ex-Google founder Andy Rubin, uh, who uh, started this company a few years ago. I guess uh, we found out along the way why he left Google. It was to do with sexual harassment issues. Uh, and I think it, they, those are still... Pending, pending out yes. in the world uh, right now. Uh, but I actually went down to the launch of his new essential smartphone company. And uh, this was, uh, I think, back in uh, 2017, so a couple of years ago. And uh, went down to California and checked this new phone out. It was, it's an Android phone. Yep. It was so awesome. I loved it. And the idea was that it had a smart little connector on the back. You could add little essential add-ons right so one of them was like a little 360 camera that could shoot photos in 360 degrees and it was pretty cool but the phone itself i loved it it was beautiful sleek and it ran stock android as well so you got 
fast updates to it. And it was pretty inexpensive compared to others, that, or about the same, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they tried to come out at the premium price. Right. They dropped pretty quickly, Yeah, obviously, because they weren't selling enough. And that was the one that you could only buy by invite only, wasn't it? There was some invite thing that they had. Very exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, you had to find a golden ticket in a chocolate bar or something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I, I was impressed. And it was actually one of the first ones that had the little notch camera yeah. as well, Yeah, which... You know, the iPhone came out with, uh, you know, pretty soon after. Uh, but it was a beautiful phone. Well, Essential, the phone company, is dead, Ugh. unfortunately. It's shutting down. And it's unfortunate because it's good to have the competition out yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the idea here of, you know, having these widgets that you kind of connect up to it, it's kind of cool. But I know for myself, I no longer wear my Batman utility belt. So carrying all of these pieces with me wasn't something I would kind of do. On a yeah, and Motorola had tried something similar with their Moto Mods. Moto Mods. Yeah. It's a cool idea. It's still going, isn't it? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, and this kind of, you know, this is where I get to be, you know, get off my lawn land, um, is the idea, again, of moving parts in cell phones, replay like, you know, clip-on parts in cell phones. I just kind of want a slab of glass and metal. Am I crazy? No. Uh, they were trying to launch a new phone called the Gem, and I actually, I, I kind of liked it. It was a um, smartphone, but it was kind of half the screen size. I mean, tall and thin, but kind of half. Like Look a like Twix a, bar. Looks like a, tw- yeah. Like One the candy bar, Twix bar. Maybe a little <laughs> wider than that. Yeah. It looked beautiful. Yeah. And so this is something they're trying to develop. Uh, they showed it off last August, and no, that, that all is dead. That's, right. That's a shame. I wonder if anyone's going to pick up the IP on this because it sounds like they've done a ton of work. And if you're going broke, you might as well sell what you got. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. I'm sure some Chinese company. TCL. Will come, up, will come out, <laughs> some, will come out uh, uh, with something uh, there. Okay. We still have a lot to talk about on today's uh, app show. Uh, later on, uh, we will be talking uh, with uh, a guest uh, about Mobile World Congress. This is a conference that... John and I have been looking forward to going to in Barcelona, Spain, canceled oh. because of the coronavirus. We're going to talk about the outfall uh, from that because this was the big show that all the smartphone manufacturers, app developers, carriers went to every year to do all their deals and do all their announcements. And now that's toast this year because of the coronavirus fear. So we're going to talk about the impact that's going to have on the industry. But coming up next, I'm going to tell you about uh, my trip down to San Francisco. Got to check out the new Samsung phones. Will you spend $1,800 on their latest 108 megapixel super dynamic deluxe phone? Fablet. It is awesome. But uh, we'll talk about uh, where the industry is going as far as price. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike, John, and Graham here. Don't forget to hit our contest page. Uh, It's over at getconnectedmedia.com. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. We are uh, giving away a pair of Bear Dynamic over-the-ear headphones. These things are super deluxe. They're worth $1,000. The sound is like butter. It is like <laughs> it is just gorgeous. Like If you've had a chance to try these on, uh, simply amazing. Again, Bear Dynamic, Amaron, Copper Bluetooth headphones valued $1,000. We'll be uh, drawing this on the 29th of February or so. Leap here. Yes. Must be extra lucky. <laughs> Getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the newsletter tab, subscribe, and you'll be entered to win not only this contest, but all the contests going forward this year. So we're excited to uh, to keep rolling these out. Samsung. So they have these unpacked events, usually twice a year. 
and uh, what they do it's kind of interesting they actually pay to fly journalists in to these announcements uh, from around the world and so this one they had down in san francisco and they were announcing two new phones and it, it's kind of fun because you get to see all the other Canadian journalists that uh, are down there and then get your hands on the latest technology and, and uh, you know, get a first look and, and hands on. Kick the tires. Kick the tires, so to speak. But it's always a game like, will we be able to walk away with one so that we can do like a more in-depth segment right away? We never know. Well, we have to run away with one because they won't give us one. So, Oh, they have tasers for that. <laughs> oh, they, oh, yeah. The security is crazy, crazy tight on these. So they announced uh, two models, the S20 line and the flip line. And so we'll start with the S20. This is kind of the, the big one, uh, you know, one of the major flagship phones out in the market right now. And there's three of them, the S20, S20 Plus, S20 Ultra. Small, medium, and large. Ultra. Exactly. I mean, they're all large. Yeah. But yeah, large, larger, and really large. Uh, cameras in these things are phenomenal. So the two, um, oh, I'm going to say bottom of the, <laughs> the line, but I mean, they're like super deluxe. Uh, 64 megapixel camera on the back. Uh, the Ultra, 108 megapixel. And they have these incredible zooms. Uh, on the Ultra, they call it the space zoom. <laughs> <laughs> because you can zoom into space. Yes. Wow. It's like a hundred times. Really? Zoom. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a combination of digital and optical. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, and the the two models below that have a thirty times zoom. I, I'm 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 curious to know how big the file size is for these these pictures. And it's kind of sort of one of those things that like matters and doesn't matter at oh, the same oh, time. Oh wait. Oh wait. <laughs> There's more. Yeah. Okay. They also do 8K video. Of course they do. Because yes. why not? And, and, they, and the 8K video is 600 megabytes per minute. Well, we had to have something for our AK TVs, right? That's so right. here it is. Well, that was the interesting thing, right? Because who who is taking AK video right now? So they had, uh, you know, some filmmakers and YouTubers up to talk about it and, you know, the excitement uh, of it. And yeah, it's incredible. And that's all they talked about, really, is the cameras. I mean, there are 5G phones, too. Yeah. So they're ready for the next generation of network, which is exciting. But we're just not there yet with the network, either. We're still probably a year or two away from you know, a wider rollout of it. I mean, it is available in some of the major urban centers in Canada and especially down in the U.S., uh, but it's still not totally there yet. So just going back to these these cameras, did you guys get a chance to try them out? Oh, yeah. And so the, the big one for me, because this is it, like image quality across pretty much all of the phones right now looks really, really good during the daytime. The big one is night shot it's the nuances between how it processes those dark spots light spots and and sort of the transition transition between them all yeah. right and um this it's it's so subjective yeah right okay so the night mode it will blow you away okay it's just in, incredible um they, they showed some examples i mean we still got to get our hands on one to actually really put it through its paces but i took some shots uh in the venue which was very dark beautiful it, it's just beautiful they have this new pixel technology i don't know what kind of voodoo magic they're using in it but it's blending i think like nine pixels together to create a super pixel it it's fantastic i'm so glad smartphones have come this far as far as the cameras now because that was a problem right taking any picture when it was dark because you'd have to go to flash and then you blow out everything yeah so i mean if you were into photography is it worth it so the the line starts at 1300 for the base model the s20 and when i say base model okay this thing is like it, it's still a premium it smartphone. is awesome 
It yeah. is super awesome, right? 30 times zoom, 8K video, uh, fantastic night shots. And so for the Ultra, which is the, the granddaddy of all these, starts at just over $1,800 for 128 gigabytes. That is a serious flex, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a decent price. Like, I feel like I need to speak to a loan officer at this point. <laughs> Well, and you know, when you do look at your carriers, your carriers will still subsidize these phones for you, but you're kind of, you're, you're in for a, well, and the thing is the carriers are actually getting away from subsidizing and they're more financing now. Yes. So it literally will be your loan officer. Yeah. <laughs> well, and now here's the thing. They're financing a car it for $2,000, right? <laughs> they're financing at 0%. So it kind of, it works out in the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, $1,800. No, here's, here's the question though. I have an old Sony Alpha A50 DSLR that I have been dying to upgrade for years and I've been putting it off because every time I get a new cell phone, I'm like, this is, it's actually, it's really darn good. Like I, I don't really feel the need to lug around, you know, this big, beautiful lenses and this monster camera body anymore with 108 megapixels and, you know, a night shot that rivals incredibly, you know, high ISO, low noise, DSLRs. And it fits in your pocket. And it fits in my pocket. You know that $1,800, $1,800 versus the two $3,000 for a camera body less the lenses. Oh, you should have seen the steady mode as well on this thing. Like the super, they call it super steady mode. You know, it's like a steady cam. I wonder if Sony, because Sony used to have their super steady shot. That's I wonder right. if they're gonna have some words to say about that. I might not be using the right <laughs> exact <laughs> term on it. Okay, so the question is, should you upgrade? They're going to be available uh, very, sh very shortly, I think, in uh, March. Yes. Um, so two factors. There's the 5G part. Uh, and I've had a few people reach out to me. Should I get this phone for 5G? Um, I mean, that wouldn't be my primary reason for getting a 5G phone right yeah. now. Like, we're just not there yet. We're still probably another year away from any meaningful network coverage. Yeah, you, you might not only be able to use it in certain parts of the city, for example. Yeah. You're not going to be able to use it in the suburbs on 5G. No. Uh, so the second part, the camera part, if you've got an older phone and you've been looking to upgrade for a while, you are really into photography and doing video, um, you might want to look at it. I, I think so because the cameras on this, on these devices are amazing. So basically anyone sort of three years or older. Yes. You're, you're, you're probably in a good space for, or if you're like Graham that updates his phone every year. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, and I, I think a lot of our audience is probably in the same boat as Graham and I, and we upgrade regularly because we yeah. want to have the latest and greatest all the time. Um, and it's, it's, like I said earlier, it's the thing that we use all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so having the best technology in your hand, especially if you can find a way to sell off your previous models, yeah, you can, you know, make it a little bit more affordable. Yeah. I mean, you do also have the element that with Android, you get about 18 months of updates depending on you know, the provider. And so here, if you are again over that 18 months and you're not getting those software updates anymore, I think that's an added element, right? Having yeah. that new operating system. I know, I know for me on iOS, I love the fact that I can carry that phone and update it and have the latest and not feel like I'm missing out. So that could be another reason that would say, hey, you know what? That 1300 bucks, that $1,800 is worth it. Uh, one thing I also want to point out about it uh, that I really liked is something called the single shot mode. Right, yes. And this is kind of hard to describe, but I, I like where it's going. And so when you launch the camera app on one of the S20s, uh, you know, you can choose from photo and panorama and video. One of them is called single shot mode. Mm -hmm. And so what you do is basically hold up the phone, um, hit 
the button, the record button, and uh, basically pan across the area you wanna take your shot, your single shot. And then hit the button again when you're finished. And it uh, will actually create an entire photo library of uh, several to 10 shots of that scene. So say for example, we're all at uh, a party. And so you'll get a wide shot of it. You'll get like a black and white shot. You'll get a shot because the camera is so freaking amazing on here. You'll get a shot of just Graham's face. You'll get a shot of the couple in the corner, like zoomed in. It, it creates this kind of collage of photos automatically with one shot. So it's basically punching into that yes. 108 megapixel, picking things that it knows through an algorithm are good looking photos and presenting them to you. That's a, that's a real time saver. That's nice. It, it was kind of amazing. And so we're, we're gonna get our hands on one of these and actually test this out and we'll be posting it up on our, our website. But again, if you're into photography, uh, you know, memories are important to you. Uh, you know, you got kids, you know kids, they're crazy. <laughs> They never stand still. This is like the ultimate photo for that, right? Can you just take a shot of the scene and uh, somewhere in that <laughs> scene, you're going to get something half decent. It feels like something out of Blade Runner. It, it really does. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the other phone that blew me away. It's a new flip phone with a folding screen that I would actually want to buy. It's the first one that I've seen that I'd want to buy. Okay. You were pretty obsessive about the other one. Oh, the Motorola yeah. Razor. Yeah. Changed my mind. <laughs> back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike, John, and Graham here. Just down uh, recently this week at uh, the Samsung Unpacked event, they announced a couple uh, different phones, the S20 and the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip. And I flipped over this. So I want to get something out of the way right now. It's $1,800. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is becoming a theme. But it, it, I don't know, it just, it won me over. I, um, do you remember when uh, we talked about, and we actually got to try the Motorola Razr? It's the new version that has a folding screen. We were pretty gushy about that one. Yes. Because mm -hmm. it, it's like they got it right. It, it felt, it felt good in your hand. Uh, it, it had some neat features, but you've, you've, surpassed that now with the flip. I have, and I'm so happy that they've taken it to another level. And so the one thing about these other ones we've looked at, including the Motorola, we looked at the Galaxy Fold, which is like a phone that turns into a tablet. Same with the, the Huawei Mate yep. X, uh, phone that turns into a tablet. Yep. Amazing engineering, and I just love them. And they're all $2,000 plus, okay? So this technology is still in its infancy. Uh, the challenge I had with them, uh, I, I love I love the engineering, but I didn't want to carry around a phone that turns into a tablet. It's just huge. And so what I loved about the Motorola Razr, it was like the flip phone from yesteryear, Yeah. right? It flips into a nice small size, stick it in your pocket. The Samsung one, it is sexy. It is sexy as hell and it's well built. So the problem with these other ones is the, the screen. It's not glass. It's like a polymer, like a plastic because you can't fold glass. So I don't know what voodoo magic Samsung is using. They're using thin glass technology. It's actually a type of glass. I don't know how they're bending it. I don't know who made what deal with the devil to make that happen. Well, you can get screen protectors that are glass. Yeah. But they're not, you don't, I mean, they are flexible, but. They don't fold. They don't fold. Right. And so we're, we're talking like a full on, you know, zero degree fold. We're not, like this is, this is sandwiched on top of itself. It, it is gorgeous. And so. You just have to feel it. And we'll go to our website, 
getconnectedmedia.com. Uh, we will have a link there. Or better yet, go to our YouTube page and check it out. Uh, because I've got my hand, I actually got to try one out and flipped it, you know, open a number of times. And so the glass, it's nice having the glass. It's just solid. And the hinge on it is freaking amazing. Uh, they've got this uh, uh, special uh, filter system in there. So you can't, dust and dirt can't get into it. Okay. And it just folds so nicely. So, Because that was one of the big challenges with the Galaxy Fold was there was dust and debris getting inside of that hinge. So it's nice to see that they've addressed that. How How is the sort of snappability of this thing? Can you kind of snap it open like Captain Kirk? I imagine you could. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's got what's called uh, FlexFold technology as well. So, you know, you, like your laptop, you can basically put it to any degree. And it'll stay at that angle. Yeah. And so it's actually great for selfies or like for <laughs> like doing video chats. On yep. it as well. You can just kind of put the phone down. Yeah. And, it's and you know, if you're watching a YouTube video, the top part will have the YouTube video if you've got it folded, kind of like open. And the bottom part, you can do comments and things. So there's a lot of apps that are going to be taking advantage of that. And then when you open it up, it's like a full 6.7 inch screen on it. And it's beautiful. It's thin. It's not like crazy brick size. And I think the other thing too that sets this one apart is that it's actually, it's not a mediocre Android phone. It's like, it's a, it's a quality performance Android phone yes. that folds in half. It's got solid guts inside. 12 megapixel camera on the back. Nice. Uh, wide, ultra wide. And 10 megapixel front facing camera for selfies. Okay. So it's beautiful. When you flip it down or like close it down, it's got a tiny little display on the bottom uh, that uh, will help you do selfie mode even with it closed uh, or send you little notifications. You know, text messages and emails will come right up on that. And yeah, it's gorgeous. Like they have, uh, I think coming to Canada, black and purple. But you know which one? I loved the gold one. It was, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, when they saw the gold, they're like, ooh. Because the black seems to me like, that'll be just a fingerprint magnet. Okay, yeah. make no mistake. They're all fingerprint <laughs> magnets. And I, I think I know why now, because they're like mirrors. Yeah. Right? So it's like a fashion accessory. Yeah. yeah. All right, see, what I would like, again, is one with a gold bottom, a uh, sorry, gold top, a black bottom, and just to have it make that noise as I flip it open. Okay. <laughs> Samsung, you do that. If you're listening, you will get my money. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the coronavirus has brought down an enormous tech conference uh, happening in Spain. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. I want to talk now about the coronavirus and a big conference we were supposed to go to. Uh, Mobile World Congress happens every year in February. It's like the big smartphone show of the world. It's like the CES of the mobile world. Exactly. Uh, a lot of the manufacturers there, they go to launch new smartphones and technologies. And unfortunately, with the coronavirus uh, problem we're having uh, globally, uh, over the past few weeks, we saw uh, manufacturers drop out one by one by one. Uh, started off with LG and ZTE uh, dropping out uh, you know, from their press conferences and, and uh, for most of the show. And it just kept going and going. The conference kept saying that they're going to go ahead because uh, uh, obviously it's a lot of money <laughs> to, to them. I think over 100,000 people uh, go. And uh, the city of Barcelona obviously wanted it to keep going too because uh, I think it was close to 400 to $500 billion in revenue the show brings in to half, the city. Half, half a billion dollars. What did I say? You said $500 billion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have the coronavirus. <laughs> Uh, on the line, we've uh, got uh, a guest. His name is Anshel Sog. He is uh, with More Insights and Strategy. And, uh, 
he is uh, an expert uh, in the mobile space and uh, knows a lot about the Mobile World Congress uh, as well. Thanks for joining us uh, today, Anshal. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. So uh, this is uh, would have been my second uh, conference. I went last year. I found it uh, pretty cool, like just all the different types of uh, mobile devices uh, that were being announced, all the 5G technology. What kind of impact will this have on the industry, do you think, in 2020 now that this is canceled? I, I think it's going to have a pretty significant impact. Um, I think it'll impact the smaller companies more than the big ones because this show is really where a lot of the small companies go to get access to the executives at a lot of these bigger companies and when i say bigger companies i mean smartphone vendors i mean carriers and i mean the infrastructure companies that sit between both of them because this is basically the mobile show but mobile isn't just about phones. It's about the networks and who helps build them and who supplies those components. And everybody's at the show and everybody's meeting with everyone in the ecosystem. And sometimes this show is the only time in the year when all these people are in the same place at the same time. And not having that interconnectivity um, really hurts the small guys. The big guys, um, less so. But I can tell you from my own experience that it's very hard to get a lot of these executives to be in the same place at the same time. So some of the consortiums and some of the industry groups will only have their meetings during this week because they know this is the only time they can get all the important people from all the different players in the industry in the same place at the same time. Well, to your point there, uh, and I know a lot of people in the industry, for them, it's all about the deal making that happens, uh, you know, even outside of the conference uh, as well. Yeah, there's a lot of deals that are made. Um, I, the truth is, you know, most of these deals are already in progress or, you know, they haven't even been kicked off. But at one point or another, a deal is either, you know, sealed or started at this show. Um, there are other shows over the course of the year, but this is without the doubt the most important one. And if you're covering mobile, there really isn't a more important show. Do you think this is going to affect the show and shows like this going forward a lot of people are saying why do we even need these shows when you can do a lot of uh, these meetings uh you know through skype or on the phone uh, you know video chatting what have you i think there's some validity to that because there is a lot of you know communications a lot of people are figuring out how to do you know zoom chats and a lot of these different forms of telecommunication uh, and collaboration that really haven't existed before. That said, though, um, I can tell you that a lot of the executives that work for most of these companies, um, they're not anywhere but there during that week. So a lot of times it's really hard to nail down an executive to meet with because their schedules are ever-changing. But when it comes to a specific trade show that's important to the company, they're going to be there. And that's the opportunity to meet with that person, almost guaranteed. It was interesting, John. Uh, you and I were watching this over the past few weeks going, is this thing going to happen uh, or, or not? Uh, and, you know, a lot of these companies were pulling out because they were concerned about the safety of uh, not only their employees, but all their customers uh, as well. The conference uh, themselves, they just kept pushing forward saying, it's happening, it's happening. Um, and now that they've canceled it, now it seems they're suddenly concerned about all the safety <laughs> right. and, and the welfare of, of the participants. But before that, you really didn't hear much about that. Well, the other thing I'm concerned about and I'm wondering about too is a lot of people got burned 
this week when they pulled the plug because a lot of people us ourselves included have non-refundable tickets yes um and bookings had to be made for airbnbs and hotels and all this other stuff not to mention all the the stuff that happens around a trade show where they're booking out you know uh hotel rooms for for meetings and restaurants for you know parties and all that kind of stuff it's just people are going to be really reluctant unless the coronavirus is completely gone next cycle um before they're going to want to go all in on this type of thing again. I just wonder, um, uh, you know, about the conference organizers themselves. They are going to be out millions of dollars here. This is going uh-huh. to be a huge financial blow. And I think for a lot of companies, uh, they wouldn't be able to withstand that kind of uh, blow financially. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the truth is MWC is the GSMA's biggest show of the year. It's their primary money maker. Um, so they obviously wanted to do everything within their power not to cancel the show. Um, but the thing is, is that the GSMA is effectively run by most of the European operators. Um, they're on the board of the GSMA. And if they make that call, which is what I heard is what was happening, um, if they make the call, then the GSMA has to abide by it because they're in charge. Um, I think that there's a chance that the GSMA will have a very difficult 2020 because of that. Um, but I have a feeling that they're now, fig- they're, you know, they're only now starting to figure out what and how they can mitigate this cancellation because they need the money, they need, you know, the industry to meet in in their forum. Um, and the truth is, they do put on a pretty good show, and it's pretty well organized. So no, I don't think really anybody questions that. Um, I think the biggest issue for them has really been that they kind of handled this communication process pretty poorly um and i think that a lot of people um were kind of confused by what was going on and they took a long time to come out with an official statement for example um i think when the thing got canceled everybody found out from bloomberg first and then and then the financial times and then everybody got the gsma notice which kind of seems a bit backwards well in, we, we are under press credentials as well and it took a full 24 hours for me to get my email saying that it had been canceled the official email i mean i certainly heard about it elsewhere through other things that i had signed up for saying hey we're pulling out because yeah it's canceled it's canceled i'm like oh well that would be good to know from the source <laughs> you know so yeah i actually figured that it was canceled before Bloomberg even um, made the announcement. I started getting a couple canceled uh, invites. Uh-huh. So someone, someone else, I'm not going to name one of my who I was meeting with, but they knew because they were they already started canceling meetings, and I was like, hmm, something's going on. And then like five minutes later, boom, the Bloomberg thing came out on Twitter. So do you think now some of these companies might? at least the big say handset makers they're going to stay with having their own events you know like samsung just had their their unpacked event when they launched their s20 line um it's got to be really expensive for them to be you know doing their own show where they bring everybody in for that and then they have to go to mwc and then they have another product to launch you know it's like just like kind of how apple pulled out of everything and just they do their own thing yeah well, I think this was probably a good value for a lot of those companies. But uh, to your point earlier, uh, Anshel, uh, it's the small companies that are yeah. really going to take this hard, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you look at how a lot of these companies operate, the larger ones at least, a lot of them have insurance for their booths. They have insurance, you know, for example, you know, a lot of these companies have refundable tickets. Um, 
I have a refundable ticket, so I did, you know, I canceled my Airbnb, minimal penal, penalty to me. But the thing is, is that I talked to a lot of smaller companies, and they were the ones who really are, are taking the hit because they can't afford to book refundables. They don't have tons of insurance, and you know, this is their chance to meet with all of the operators and all of the 5G companies. And really, this is this was going to be the big 5G show of the year, and now it's like. Okay, what do we do now? Because the next show is going to be Computex, um, and the, you know that's even up in limbo now because you know it's Taiwan, it's across the water from China, and it's a PC-centric show. But at the same time, it's only you know four months away, five months away, and that's that's kind of close considering there's most of the factories in China haven't even reopened yet. And a lot of the employees haven't gone back to work. And that means everything has been pushed out at least another two to three weeks. If you remember, this kind of happened around Chinese New Year, or this started to gain momentum around Chinese New Year. So, like, some people haven't been to work in, like, a month. Really has affected, uh, you know, not only the tech industry, but uh, many parts of the economy. And we're still just kind of grappling with how that's going to roll out uh, over the uh, coming year and years. Anshal, I want to thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Anshal Sag, he is with more insights and strategy. When we come back from the break, it's John's app pick of the week. And it's a familiar app, but yeah. with a major update. Yes. Back after this. You're back with the app show. Mike, John, and Graham here. A little bit of time left for John's favorite app of the week. What do you got? So I've talked about this before. Gboard, iOS, Android. It's a free keyboard from Google that's themable, changeable. And so this is the cool thing about Android phones especially, but you can do it on iPhones now. Yep. You can replace the keyboard that you use to type messages. Yeah, so I have a, one of my favorite photos I took in Palm Springs as my backdrop. You can change the color of the keys, all that kind of stuff. But they've made a new update that allows you to merge emojis. So you can take a happy face and put a cowboy hat on it. You can take a cactus and put a dog on it. Science has gone too far. <laughs> For all the... 14-year-old girls out there <laughs> listening. I'm, Trust me, you're going to see these hybrid mashup emojis everywhere. I'm quietly installing it right now. Yeah. It's Again, cool. G-board. It's free. Okay. G- and so the latest one. The latest one from Google, and it's completely free. So all the time we have left for the show. I want to thank John, Graham, Stephen, and Christina for helping put the show together. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.